Park Hopping Podcast, number 55, The New Tiki Room. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that anyone can have their own podcast. Would I lie to you? Well, maybe I would. I, I am a podcaster, after all. Uh, previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, we had a sit-down in the former Tahitian Terrace restaurant at Disneyland and watched Aladdin and Jasmine's Storytell Adventures. You know, I'm really getting tired of all this bi-coastal park hopping, but the show's got to live up to its name. I, I think I do that. I, I get the crappy part out of the way early so I can focus on the remaining park hopping part. You guys seem to keep downloading more and more every episode, so why break formula? Unless it's a book review for the intrepid traveler, of course. So today, once again, we have to figure out which member of our group is holding all of our park hopping passports. Now, have you noticed that? Uh, there will be a large group, maybe a big family or whatever, and there's always one member who seems to have everyone's passes. So, like, when they're going through the entrance gates at Disney World with those finger scanners, you'll see them digging out passes and distributing them to their group, often to find out that everyone needs their own pass because it's coded in their finger scan. Yeah, great times. I'm always in line behind them. I guess the plus side is one person from their group can get into the uh, fast pass line to get passes for the entire group, which cuts down the fast pass lines, at least. But I always wonder if it might be better for everyone to keep their own pass. That way, uh, if someone loses a pass, you only have to pay to replace one, rather than if Dad loses everyone's pass. But I'm sure that almost never happens, except when I'm in line behind them. Uh, but I digress. Wow, I haven't done that in a few episodes. T today on the Park Hopping Podcast, we'll be heading over to Adventureland at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, after the group in front of us figures out which pass belongs to who, of course. And we'll be visiting an updated, cloned attraction that originally originated at the original Magic Kingdom in California back in 1963 as Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Originally. You know, as a kid going to Disneyland and then the Magic Kingdom, that same family vacation, it made me wonder why so many of the same rides were so different. Yeah, I know, having more space means Disney World can have longer rides, but then there's that whole Pirates thing, which was half the length of the one in California. I mean, whatever. I guess what mixed me up more than anything was how they'd move attractions. Haunted Mansion in New Orleans Square versus Liberty Square. Are the country bears in their own land at California, but just a building in Frontierland in Florida? And the Tropical Serenade, which was the Tiki Room in Florida with a different name. And the windows inside looked cooler. Uh, but the name thing always bugged me. Why wasn't it just the Tiki Room there, too? I guess with all the moving around of attractions, when they found one they didn't want to move, they could at least change the name or something. I don't know. It's, it's not, not important. In fact, it's not even important to know that the Florida version opened with the Magic Kingdom in 1971, less than 10 years after the invention of the audio animatronic. And by that time, we'd already had a few years to get used to human characters in the Carousel of Progress, which also moved to Disney World, and Pirates of the Caribbean, as well as inhuman characters in the Haunted Mansion. At least at Disneyland, Florida had their own mansion for opening year, and they had the relocated Carousel of Progress, but they didn't get any pirates until a few years later. But I digress. I guess I'm making up for lost digressions today or something. Whatever it was called from coast to coast, the Tiki Room was basically the same show, but as audience got bored with the same show, Disney figured out it was time for a change. Apparently just changing the name wasn't enough to fool modern audiences. So in 1997, the Tropical 
Serenade was renamed the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. So we got the original name, but an entirely different show. Somehow, I think it should have been the Tropical Serenade under new management, but whatever. I've read that the show was originally planned to replace the Disneyland version, thus the name, but when replacing one of Walt's Disney's personal attractions proved unpopular, again, uh, they just did it in Florida where people don't seem to care as much since Walt Disney never even set foot in that park, having passed away a few years before they even began construction. But I digress. Anyway, the, the rename and redone Tropical Serenade was funked up with disco lighting and pop songs and a scary red-eyed animatronic and the addition of two birds that audiences would actually recognize. Iago from Disney's Aladdin and uh, Zazu from Disney's Lion King. Is that right? Do I have those mixed up? I think that's right. Throw in a new pre-show featuring the voices of the late Phil Hartman and the non-late Don Rickles and you had a formula for a show surely to be more entertaining than seeing some 25-year-old parrots you don't recognize. At least that was the idea. To me, with all these bi-coastal attractions already being somewhat different, I just consider it as having two versions, the original in California and a different one in Florida, like many of the other attractions that share the same name. Right now, we can still watch the original one, uh, which was more original than the cloned version in Florida anyway, so whatever, it's just semantics. Just, uh... Let's uh, let's just move on and find us a spot where we can see the pre-show that was recorded back in 1999. Oh, great, it's already started. I hate it when I get stuck behind that family who can't find their tickets. And you call yourself a talent agent? I negotiated my tail feathers off for this deal. Well, my client does not share credit. He's a very big bird. Your client is big bird? Not big bird. A big bird, you bird brain. Well, your dim little star is now half owner of the Enchanted Tiki Room with my superstar. Think again, Chicky Bay. Stop rousing. Just look at these paying customers waiting to get in. Did you say paying? As in money. As in 10%? Hey, who am I to go against the status quo? Sorry for the interruption, gentlemen. I just wanted to inform our guests that the show will be starting soon. Ladies and gentlemen, just a few moments, the doors will be opening into a world of joyous song and island splendor in the enchanted TV Wait, our clients are not here. Maybe they hit traffic. Don't say that. Sorry. Anyway, babe, I gotta fly this scoop and migrate back to Hollywood. My birds will call your birds. We'll do lunch. What's the rush? I'm about to sign Donald Duck. Oh, yeah? Big deal, you hockey fuck. I've got the mighty ducks on the wings. You do not. Do too. Do not. Do too. Not too. Not too. Not too. You do Come on.
the teacher room. Now, at this time, we please ask no eating, drinking, smoking, flash photography, and use of bright video camera lights throughout the performance. Remember, our teaching guides are very temperamental and easily anchored. And now, let me introduce you to our master of ceremony, Jose.
Oscar. Yeah, I do. If I hear one more word about those tiki-taki Polynesian pineapple pink and wood for brains, moron tiki Okay, my friend. You're all friend. 
That's right. And now that we've got a smash show on our wings, let's party! Welcome back, and did you catch that last final audio bit before the doors closed? No one laid an egg but me. That audio signal is used to indicate the end of the show loop, and it was also one of the lines lifted from the original Tiki Room soundtrack as a tribute, so 
Cool. I kind of wonder how many people have ever stayed until the very end to hear all of Iago's comments, too, like the reference to taking a nap at the Hall of Presidents. Ah, good times. And speaking of times, the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again, or just get all funked up. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse around 45,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at DisneyFans.com. If you'd rather use the telephone, pick it up and dial 206-2030-ACP. That's another crappy podcast. Again, 206-2030-227 and leave me a voicemail. Kids, get your parents before calling. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 55, The New Tiki Room, even though it's like 10 years old now. Thanks for listening. Another crappy podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. <sighs> hey, does anybody know how long that place is going to stay under new management anyway? Usually when that happens to like a restaurant, it's because the place wasn't so good before and they want to put up a sign and tell people, Hey, we got somebody else running the place now. Come on back. You know, but if that sign stays up year after year after year, either there's a real high turnover rate in management, which is probably a bad sign, or or, uh, or it's a Disney World or something. So I guess if it was a Disney World restaurant, the sign would be up even longer?